Did anyone at ByteDance directly provide input, help, or instruction for your testimony today? Congressman, this is a very high-profile hearing. My phone is full of well wishes. That's, you know, but I prepared for this hearing with my team here in D.C. Are you, are, are you willing to share uh, who, who helped prepare you for this hearing with the committee? And you can do I can follow up with you, okay. if you like. Can you guarantee that no one at ByteDance had a role in preparing you for today's hearing? Like I said, Congressman, this is a high-profile hearing. A lot of people around the world were sending me wishes and unsolicited advice, but I prepared for this hearing with my team here in D.C. Are the attorneys representing TikTok also representing ByteDance? Yes, I believe so. What percentage of TikTok revenue does ByteDance retain? Just give me a ballpark estimate if you don't precisely know. Uh, Congressman, like, like I said, uh, as a private company, we are not prepared to disclose our financials in public today. Can we ask you to get back to us with a, a ballpark? We're not asking for the precise figures, but to get, so the committee can have some understanding of the percentage of TikTok revenue that ByteDance retains. I understand the question. Uh, respectfully, I, as a um, private company, we're not disclosing our financials today. Prior to today's hearing, did anyone affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party discuss this hearing with you or anyone else on TikTok senior management? Congressman, since I've been CEO of this company, I've not had any discussions with Chinese government officials. So what, but, but what about the Chinese Communist Party itself? Have any of those officials discussed this with you? Like I said, I have not had any discussion with Chinese government officials. I don't know the political affiliation of everybody I speak to, so I can't verify the statement. Well, Shazam, we might lose TikTok. Hi, everybody. Welcome to some other useless podcast with Richard Wigand. I am Richard Wigand. And yeah, we're getting into some really heavy stuff now. Aside from the movie madness that we have witnessed the past couple of weeks or a month or so, I should say, uh, dealing with the different kinds of controversies surrounding Marvel and DC, now it's getting serious into the tech world. This has been a heavy discussion for a very long time, but they are now wanting to ban TikTok in the United States. And they're different. We got some stuff to get to, but we're going to get to this first because I, when, when TikTok first was a thing, it was actually an app called Musical.ly. And I never got into that stuff, you know. Uh, you'd see your morning shows show viral videos or have different kind of contests on Musical.ly to promote this stuff. And it was kind of like right at the cusp, right before the pandemic, everybody was getting on there, and the trend was to lip-sync music, right? Other artist songs have got... They've obviously signed over their rights because there are official accounts that promote their official music that you can use. And I don't know the specifics of when it first started, but, you know, my first video, I did a song with um, Take On Me, Aha, and whatever track I used, you go to the very, my first video, and it says this song's not available in this country. So different rights for different tracks over the years have obviously expired, or maybe that wasn't the official one. But when this stuff first started, it was just, you know, pushed towards children. You know, nobody really talked much of it. 
And because, like I said, just the morning shows would cover this stuff, and I never got into it. And when I decided to try it out, because I was just trying out different platforms, I post a few things, and I didn't have the best camera on my phone at the time, so that kind of slowed me down. Like, it still kind of slows me down from doing things. I, I film something, and it doesn't really look right, so I'm not ready to put it out there. All these other people are more than ready to put stuff out there. That didn't really matter. Quality never doesn't matter in the TikTok world. But then your higher apps to get high quality video is going to be pushed, you know, all around. That's what gets the excitement and engagement and potentially money. Now that's important to bring up. But that on another side of it, of how I would want to get into these different kinds of platforms out there that offer these services where you can earn money. I coincidentally, even though I wasn't into musically, uh, I created a musically account did a few things, and then I deleted the app because it took up too much space. And I moved on. And then it became TikTok. And then again, your morning shows are pushing TikTok, these TikTok challenges. Um, it was just kids singing songs, dancing, all this stuff. There really wasn't much anything to it. So then, <laughs> um, because of the transition, I did get a TikTok account. I, I never created one. It was created for me. It moved my stuff over. So like, oh... Okay, so I never really did anything with it. So then I get back into TikTok, and I put it back out there again. And again, I'm just seeing what's out there. And I stopped doing it. You know, it didn't really, again, I just stopped from doing TikTok things. So then I would go to an app that I was, because I was looking up different things, called Vigo Video. And when I first, just like the transition of Musical.ly to TikTok, the app that I first got advertised to is called Hypestar, and Hypestar eventually became Vigo Video. And it you know, has since then had other names too, and now is gone, completely gone. But I liked it because it was allowing me to earn not a whole lot of money, but it at least gave some incentive of pushing your, uh, putting your videos out there because at the same time of you putting your videos out there, you're putting their company out there, and it's kind of like a trade. Not an even trade because they're making millions or whatever, but essentially across the platform of everybody, money is getting distributed. I end up making like 20 bucks off Vigo Video, barely got out of there, and then it went away, along with everything that I did that year. Video-wise, I have no idea how to get back into that stuff. Then I would take some videos from Vigo Video, and I put them on my TikTok account when I was testing things out. And I was just astounded that, hey, things got out. I would get comments here and there. I would get instant likes or whatever. And it was um, amazing to me, the immediate engagement, because that's the idea. Just as people push Facebook last year for this security um, situation... Facebook could care less about security because they want people to stay on the app. TikTok works very similarly, uh, actually even more so. Because when I, <laughs> I got to tell you a brief story of my, you know, my relationship with Instagram and Facebook. Didn't really hold, uh, like a whole lot of Facebook, but I liked the idea of Instagram when Instagram wasn't owned by Facebook. Um, and at the beginnings of it, I liked it. It was kind of inspiring to put out something and instantly get noticed. Not in the big way, but it was something. It was, it was 
a slightly bigger engagement than what I was doing on Facebook. But then Instagram eventually gets bought by Facebook. The algorithm changes as many people have, have complained on various platforms when their stuff doesn't get seen. They blame the algorithm. Maybe the stuff you do is just crap. Anyways. So I do a little bit of stuff on Instagram, and then I, I mainly want to look for an alternate to this thing. I never got into Snapchat. I never got into heavily posting on Facebook or Twitter. But Instagram was this thing that, hey, if you put out a picture or a video, it can go on Facebook and Twitter at the same time. It's like, okay, I, li I like that better setup where I can post something, get it out there, and it can have immediate attention on Instagram, go out to Facebook, maybe go out to Twitter, maybe all the same one, all the same time. Don't have to take time to, each, to post each thing. That's what it was at the very start of it. And then the algorithm changed. And then, you know, my stuff doesn't get seen because I think one video got held back because I use a song. I think I've now, since then, have learned how to unshadow ban myself. Um, was that what kept your, your post from being seen is that you have a video on your page that may have something in it that belongs to someone else, like it's not the rights haven't been cleared, then instead of taking down your account, uh, which what it used to be on YouTube, they would remove your account or threaten to remove your account. Then they started slowly, hey, okay, if you're going to post something that's not yours, we're going to put an advertisement on it, we'll make money, you won't, you get to keep your account. But if you heavily do things like post the whole season of 24 or Dexter, which I've heard people do, they tried to out-algorithm the algorithm by, you know, reversing the image so that when it goes through, they can't recognize what an episode of Dexter looks like. I was taught this by a friend. They can't recognize an episode of what Dexter looks like if you put it backwards because it's looking for what it, the original content looks like forwards. Since then, we've had more AI, AI tools. They can probably find everything, everything, as soon as you do it. Um, that's been my... Um, drawback from posting was that as soon as I would post something, it would instantly know that I was taking something from somebody. And one time it was intentional, and then one time it wasn't. So that, you know, that keeps your stuff from being seen. And I, I never really knew how to fully trust. I, I still struggle with that. How many people are actually watching it? Just because you're getting a lot of views, you go to the analytics of you know, if you post a three-minute video, yeah, a lot of people saw the three-minute video, but you can see it along the way that maybe they didn't stay the whole three minutes. Wow. So then my TikTok experience, once the pandemic hit, that's when I think that this app got some big attention because people were home more, posting more, and I... Got into the game late on TikTok. Made a few, I guess, friends, you could say, people that I would, you know, stay in touch or would discover. They would discover me, I would discover them. Just as any other platform that I had been on for years, not knowing people, I found people in other countries and they, they, they've become my friends. But what I think the, the sense of being of it is, is that you're more apt to trust somebody that you don't know versus somebody that you do. And that's an odd way of thinking, but depending on the person, that could be so. I'm not saying that that's with everybody, but that is kind of like my experience too with it. Because TikTok became a thing. TikTok is all, is, as much as this show might 
kind of sound like it's a defense of TikTok. I wouldn't say so because I'm trying to do different things. There's an alternate called Clapper. And right now, people on Clapper are basically complaining about TikTok and the TikTok ban. And it seems to be this thing where, yes, it might be banned and people from TikTok are migrating to Clapper. But let's just go back for a second of why an app can get banned. They've been wanting to do this for years, for a few years now. And like I just played in the opening clip, that would be Xiao Zichu, who is the CEO of TikTok currently. He was testifying to Congress. And as you could hear, the person, I don't know who the person he was talking to, but you know, I don't want to look up the person. I could care less about this guy. Because if you were listening to his questioning, he was trying to trap him. And I, I'm not defending the, the TikTok guy, but they were trying to trap him and get him to say, I guess we'd say, the, uh, the quiet part out loud. Because he asked the same question twice. <laughs> he asked two questions twice. And kind of trying to trip up the guy. And you could, you know, <laughs> it's an odd thing of who to trust in this country. Because this is probably going to be my most political show I've had in a while. Ironically, kind of like the show I've always wanted to do. But it just plays the idea that, you know, if you're for one side or the other, you don't. if you're one party, you don't believe what the other party is saying. That's, that's the basic of it. You don't trust either side. There could be situations where, because <laughs> 2016 changed things. 2016, 2020 changed things. And the pandemic in particular, from my perspective of looking at things, things could have, handled, could have been handled differently, but it was an election year. And the question that I want to ask is that if it wasn't an election year, how much pressure on the administration at the time would how fast could things get, you know try to get better and the fact of what it was you can't say stay home stay home stay home and then in november just say hey show up and vote there has to be this common thing where all year you're getting out the vote how are you getting out the vote if people are told not to get out so it was kind of like this thing of well this party's saying stay home this part is saying, show up. At one time, he was saying, do both. That's when it. That's when you can finally understand. Nobody can understand this at all. But TikTok really became popular during this time, and it's just recent, the past couple of weeks, they've discovered. Oh yes, maybe there was a leak in a in a lab about the COVID thing. But. As much as that could be true, let's look at the facts of how serious the pandemic was taken. Because politicians on either side, you know, nobody wanted to wear the masks. Nobody wanted to do these things. We just had to sort of comply in order to get by. And the fact that one side was not wanting to do so, at the same time, blame China and the communist government. From my perspective, that looks like you're blaming China. So you are admitting there is something, but you're not admitting that this something is as serious as it 
is because you're not doing what it takes to, um, you're not taking the proper cautions to be safe. So you're blaming them, but you're more so looking for ways to blame someone within your own country because that's what happened. One side was blaming the other. And you could break it down into Democrats and Republicans. And depending on who you talk to, the conversation could instantly go the wrong way. So I always look at it like you could avoid politics your whole life. But once the pandemic hit, you show up at a grocery store and they're telling you you've got to wear a mask. That all kind of makes you think, what exactly is going on? You really have to go into it thinking this virus can't be political. You know, to the people who would think the virus can't be political. I have to do what I can to be safe. And somebody goes in, this virus is political. It's, you know, which doesn't make any sense of why the the thing would come in and uh, scare people. If anything, you'd think that the election would have installed, it can't, you know, the, the election would have installed a year you say, okay, we're not going to vote 2020, we're going to vote the next year because we need to take a break from this stuff. Or allow time to at least, you know, see what's going on. But no, they're kind of like doing everything all at once. You know, no pun intended, but the pun is there. But it was just strange to me, the, the blame game. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't know what side to be too political on. Because at one side, yes, it does sound like I am more Democrat than Republican. Yes, that is true. But I'm not like all in, dressed from head to toe, Democrat, or really putting that message out there. Those are the assumptions that the other side make because you don't believe exactly what they're believing at that time. That's that. You know, somebody can stand head to toe supporting the other side, and tell you, look you right in the eye and say, you are being brainwashed. While at the same time, you're having something pull over your eyes, and if I even try to bring that up, then you say your thing. You say that, no, 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 you're the one being brainwashed. So either side could be brainwashed, I guess, but I like to look at things logically. And if you had to go by and, and you know, abide some rules, just as we've had, I, I can pick out different things that I don't like in life, like, you know, the smoking and non-smoking sections at places. You know, I can be more on the side of, of the non-smoking places because I don't want to be around it. But then when you have this other thing where smokers want to smoke, you know, it, it opens up a whole debate of oh, somebody's rights are being violated. Well, people's rights have been violated for years. You can't just go up to any place and show up naked. You know, there's signs. You got to have a shirt. You got to have shoes. Otherwise, they have the right to turn you away. They have the right to turn you away. Yeah, that would be logic. There's other stuff that gets thrown out of transgenders and gay people and all these other rights, black people, the civil rights that everybody's been given, you know, all men are treated equal, or all men are created equal, all men <laughs> are created equal, doesn't say anything about women, at one time, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this show, at one time, it's very logical to go through history saying that, hey, you know, 
Do you think there's a problem in the country where you say that women can't vote? Black people can't vote. So then that goes black men and black women can't vote. So black men, black women, women in general. Only men. You go, gosh, but the, the Democrats just keep saying that blah, 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 blah. It's like, look at history and look at the turn of the shift. You know, everything that one side does to the other, they've now switched sides. And they and some realize that they've done it, and you like to try to cover up your past. You know, that's that's another whole situation about Florida, what they're doing. That could either be a hole they're digging deeper or whatever. But, you know, bringing up very, very sensitive topics to everybody, it does circle around to this whole thing that not everybody in the United States feels safe anyways on a given day. Nobody feels safe. Let's ban TikTok because that will let people feel safer. Okay, so let's go back to something. There's a politician in the state that I'm in, and I swear I remember seeing one of his tweets I forget exactly what it was. I wish I screenshot it. Probably do have a screenshot somewhere because it caught me by surprise that he was, you know, he's somebody who's railing against the communist government. At the same time of railing against the communist government in China, he claims that there's communist governments over here, the Democrats. That's not me making things up. That's what the other side is saying. And when I say the other side, I obviously mean Republicans, right? Because that's my standpoint from what I'm saying. I could either, I could talk on either side. You know, I've seen the shows. I've seen these people talk, and I could if I if I saw somebody from the from the other party, the Republican Party, that was smart and intelligent, and knew how to carry a conversation. I would engage, and I you know I don't use like use the word endorse, but yeah, at one time I have seen Republicans have sense, and they do talk, you know, what you call the correct way. Because you, this, this, you know, they throw out bipartisan a lot, but a lot of times, the people that say bipartisan are more, most likely Democrats. They're the ones that are more likely to work with, you know, both sides of the aisle, as they say. You're not going to hear that from Republicans. This thing seems to be a bipartisan idea. So this, of of banning TikTok. So it's like, okay, so how do we get from here? We found common ground. We're going to ban TikTok. For security concerns beyond from what we can control. That's odd to me because it's not just TikTok that's involved in all this stuff. There are several apps, several companies everywhere. They just want to narrow this down because this is what they are targeting towards children. Okay, so people go back and forth with protecting children. My sister brought me up because I, I saw the John Stewart interview. She saw it first. She wanted me to pay attention to it, and I did. Uh, rewatch the whole interview and put on the spot. He was talking about the Second Amendment, but this stuff can go with anything of what these uh, Republicans are now pushing indoctrination of our of the kids that are going to school now. This TikTok ban sounds like it's a bunch of garble garble to distract people from what's really going on. And when I was on TikTok, what stopped me from not wanting to be part of the app was that I didn't want to put a whole lot of time into something that I liked and I not go anywhere. And I didn't like the idea that something I could care less about was going further. And that was what the numbers were showing even if you were a verified celebrity. And then you have something called the Creator Fund. 
which was unique at the time. Now other companies have tried to institute this. You know, you can't go live anymore on YouTube unless you have a thousand or more subscribers. Now there's incentives on Instagram. If you have a certain amount of subscribers, you can earn the right to sell content now and be a paid content creator on Instagram. Verified badges now on Twitter. Verified badges now by Meta on Facebook and Instagram. But you had to pay for it. So now the big thing is not only people are at the same time wanting to ban TikTok, but you also have Instagram instituting what I just said, charging people, just like Twitter did, for verification badges. But here's the problem with that. They're now saying that not only do you have to pay to become verified, that <laughs> that's one thing for a celebrity. It was They needed to become verified because they didn't want to have other accounts tweet as them, right? It makes sense. You don't want to have your identity stolen on social media and they're not called a parody account. You know, at one time, there was a politician who sued this account because they were talking as if they were that person, but they were actually talking as if they were that person's cow or something. It was somebody within the previous administration. So now this idea of buying into the system sounds better, doesn't it? Because nobody's going to pretend to be you if you've already bought that. You know, any other accounts that try to be you are automatically going to get flagged, whether whatever your stature is or not, which raises the question of, okay, am I in danger of somebody with my name becoming popular? They get my name before me, and now I can't be myself. That's where you get the... Uh, Richard Wigan, one, two, three, or whatever. You know, you have to add different things to it. So they also are saying that Instagram and Facebook are only going to show you content from these verified accounts, Instagram in particular. Something I saw on Clapper, I don't know why these platforms have to detour me from using them. I had to get past this stuff in order to create what I want to do. And it's hard to do these things. Like, it was hard for me to do... Twitter things, because I blocked a whole bunch of politicians' names, and I because I just got tired of seeing it on my feed on Twitter. I, I just kept seeing their names, and I wanted all their names out of my feed. Then the pandemic hit, and then all these people that I blocked became he and him, and I did keep seeing stuff of the person, because like it or not, they could say whatever, like they're being uh, removed from the system or shadow banned. No I don't think you are shadow banned if you're, I'm not following you and I'm still seeing your stuff because people are either sharing it or Twitter at one time was pushing your stuff to me. If somebody was replying to a politician, somebody that I follow was replying to a politician, it would pop up in my feed and that's not necessary. I don't need to see that. If I wanted to see that, I would be following said person. So it was all about engagement. All these apps are about engagement, keeping people on the app. But TikTok is so instant. You put a video out there. If somebody likes it, you get a notification that I liked it. You, give a you get a notification for everything that you do on there. And it's pretty fast because depending on the creator, it could be a verified popular person, depending on how much they use it, whatever. You could get a like from a popular person. You can have engagement. You can actually talk. You're more apt to talk to people on this app. Two different words there. 
with a celebrity. I've talked to celebrities on TikTok. I've talked to celebrities on Instagram, maybe a little bit, on Twitter, all the stuff. But TikTok is, seems to be the faster way. So the United States says they're going to ban TikTok because of this um, China communist thing. Back to the politician from my state. He, yes, he was bashing that this stuff had to do with the communist government, but he also had this little twist saying, we have to do what we can to prepare ourselves for the next pandemic. And I kept thinking, what are you talking about? Preparing yourselves for the next pandemic as you are currently not supporting what's going on during this pandemic. You know, we, yes, we are three years into it, and I've just now, we, we just now witnessed that some places, I mean, for one thing, the past year and a half have been mask free. You know, people are slowly starting to take off their masks, depending on where you go. Hospitals are just now saying you don't have to wear a mask. And I was a little more hesitant that if the hospitals were the first ones to say no, I was going to go, what's going on? You know, I'd be part of the group of, well, nobody's taking it seriously. I can't take it seriously. When is it, one of these days I'm going to be sick. It's either going to be COVID or it's not. People are still getting sick of COVID and people still don't believe it. So which is it? On a given day, which are you going to believe? That you are sick with COVID? Somebody that you know got sick and died of COVID? The communist government makes you want to think that this stuff is going on? I don't know. But like I said, like it was said in the in the clip, the company ByteDance that runs TikTok also runs or also ran Vigo Video and this app called CapCut. Well, even though I don't have TikTok on my device, I do have CapCut on a few. I recently took it off one, but I do have it on another one because I do like some features on it. Didn't really fully understand that, oh, CapCut, you know, it, it has some some of the same features and effects that TikTok uses. They go, oh, same company. And then when you go on TikTok, you see people that use CapCut, and that stuff get, automatically gets tagged. Like, oh, okay. So all this stuff is being intertwined together. So they're saying that they want to ban TikTok because of the communist influence they would have on, they're stealing the data in the United States. And I go, okay. I do have TikTok on this one device. And it was a very odd experiment because I kept it on just to have it on in case I needed to log into my account to make sure stuff is there. And it takes up a lot of data. So then I clear it. And then I go back and I, and I look at my space on my device and it's like, I'm down again. And I go back to TikTok and the space is there again. And I'm not logged in. So I'm like, okay, so it is doing something in the background, but what is it exactly doing? What is it What is it stealing? What is it storing? This could be with any company. They're mad at this exact same thing against Facebook. But now, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, he wants to ban TikTok. And I just saw this on Clapper, and I had to look this up to double-check, and yes, it is true that the current CEO of TikTok used to be an intern at Facebook. So now people think, well, yeah, so now Mark Zuckerberg is wanting to ban this thing because it's like his rival. It's like his, you know, his his enemy. You know, this stuff is going to be playing out right in front of us. So a lot of this stuff is going on, and I think that the United States is more want to ban TikTok because of the knowledge that's on there. Yes, there you, you could say anything is unsafe. You know, 
You can say anything is unsafe or untrustworthy. We're always going to have bad people out there. And this fact that people are tracking you, you're always going to be tracked. As long as you have a smartphone, you are tracked. Your IP address tracks you. Every time you log into something, you just can't say, hey, I've logged into Subway. I've told everybody that I've logged into Subway restaurant, buying a foot long, and then you're surprised that this government is going to track you. People are mad that the, the United States government would track you. There are some people, and this is real, <laughs> you can't make some of this stuff up. I have relatives in my family that didn't want to get the vaccine because they thought that, that uh, 5G was in it and to track their bodies. Now, you know, that could be a made-up thing that they know is a made-up thing, and they just want to say, I'm not going to get the vaccine for whatever reason. That might as well be the reason. If they truly believe that the United States would make this vaccine even though it was created under the previous administration, which kind of puts the former president guy in a pickle. One of the very few smart things he's ever said was uh, vaccine didn't stop him from doing anything, uh, but, he, but he fully understood what people's rights were being violated. It opens up this whole Pandora box of people's medical problems that you don't want to tell everybody. You go into a place and say, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, why can't you wear a mask? I can't wear a mask because I have diarrhea a lot. Oh, I, I just have all too much medical information. That's neither here nor there. Um, actually, actually, in that situation, I would actually would want to wear a mask if that was a situation. But aside from all that, I think that there are some interesting aspects that I kept seeing on TikTok. Yes, it it does go deep into a hole, a very dark hole, scary stuff. And the only thing, if you're smart enough to see it, everything I see, I have to double check. You know, if I see a fact, if I have to double check something, I have to know if it's real or not. Smart enough to know, I'm smart enough to have some influence overpower me. And I find it very odd that people can be easily persuaded by what they see on Facebook or Instagram. You know, they say the media does this, the media does that. Well, the former president guy, he was against media when he was just being attacked by the tabloid media. What he has done now is he has now turned all media into the tabloid type media, your paparazzi type TMZ places. He is now saying not only is TMZ the paparazzi after you, it's your local news, it's your NBCs, it's your CBSs that are all tied together trying to fool and pull one over you and tell you this is this, and they're trying to persuade you. And they're showing you just a rough, <laughs> they're showing you like a rough cut of what some, something's being said. And I never went by that, you know? I go by official things. You know, at the time, Fox News, which, that's a whole other conversation. Fox News is in the news for deliberately sending out misinformation for various things, not just the election, but the, the COVID stuff, too. They still have a broadcaster on who, who actually has a segment on there tracking the people who got the vaccination and getting sick and putting that out there, even though they themselves can't enter their own building without getting the vaccine. That's odd. Others, other stuff comes to light from Fox News, but when 
the, the odd thing to me was when this stuff gets circulated, when they say that the former president guy talked on some place, talked on some place on Fox, watch the clip yourself from the official Fox. Nothing can be played around with at that time because the former president guy is promoting that, right? Or, or Mike Pence saying he's going to be on an interview someplace. Make sure you watch. And I remember, you know, <laughs> you'd have uh, different kinds of interviews would say, okay, make sure you watch this, and then right after it, they would post the interview. And I remember when Mike Pence went on someplace, I was, I was kind of like tracking this myself, he went on to Face the Nation and promoting that he was going to be on. And then right after it, he did not post that he was on because there was kind of a discrepancy. There was actually a discrepancy they had to bring up in the show that said, well, you know, uh, Mike Pence, he misunderstood one of your questions. So can we can we kind of go back and can he answer the way he was supposed to? And that was a thing. That was before January 6th. That was before all that. It was something that was um, about this op, uh, op-ed thing in the um, New York, uh, I forget what it was, New York Post. Somebody uh, wrote in their speculation that Mike Pence was the one that wrote it or somebody on his staff, and he didn't, apparently he didn't understand what the question was. But what I'm saying is, you would watch that stuff from the person. If Mike Pence is going to say, I'm going to be on so-and-so, and you watch the interview, you watch what he put out there. You watch exactly the direct link that he shared. There should be no discrepancy of what was being said, or anything out of context. You, could be, you should be smart enough to go back and go, well, my news is saying that Mike Pence said this. Go to what the source was. Go to what the source was. So you, you've had different situations over the years. And this fact that we have something over our heads to influence us, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Let's see. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to log into Facebook. And I'm going to see who my friends my family are voting for. Never really asked them for their opinions of what kind of movies they liked. But I'm very interested in finding out who do they vote for? Or who, who do they plan on voting for? There's a lot of knowledge on TikTok. There really is. And it's, it is backed up with enough facts and not only analyzations of the facts, but you can have... I, I can make a video today about something from history and somebody has the right to reply to me and either say I was right or wrong and then somebody can come in a third person in the conversation and say no he was right and here's why he's right I don't think the United States likes that conversation I'm not completely defending TikTok but it is odd to me that they you know, there was no talk of really banning Facebook, I don't think. That wasn't, we had a Facebook whistleblower, but there was no real talk of banning Facebook. You know, there, or, you know, you had the word ban, you had the word boycott. I mean, it was just so odd to me that it was just not too long ago, the former president guy, I'm pretty sure it was the same week. It was last week. He just got his Facebook back. And he's so excited to be back on the, on the platform even though he created his own social media platform that did not do very well. And he still, I think, owes money on. 
But he knows, he's smart enough to know the power, like if I created an app. Or, or, or I'll use it from the standpoint of me as a, as a, a content creator, which I don't like that terminology. I want to be a filmmaker, actor. But what I put out there, people are going to, whatever they're going to label it as. If I make something right now, and I try to brand myself, in this day and age, you still have to use what's out there to boost your thing. Your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter. You have to do that stuff. So even though he created his own platform, he's still smart enough to know he needs the people from Instagram to go there. He needs the people. He needs to get back into Facebook. He didn't like be, be getting uh, cut out from that stuff, cut off from the world. Pillar guy didn't like getting cut off from the world. These people that were complaining when they were on were now complaining that they weren't on, and now they're complaining because they wanted to be back on. And as soon as they get back on, you better believe they're going to be complaining again. So there's, like I said, there's so much knowledge on there, and the election year. You do have the young people out there uh, having conversations on there, doing weird stuff, doing whatever. But mainly, they don't, they don't like that a lot of knowledge is getting out there. You know, if a politician says something, there's no. A lot of times, because we have cameras on us at all times, we could be there. We could be there. And that was kind of like the odd thing about the January 6th thing was as soon as it happened, you had a lot of people proud that they were there. Proud that they were there. And still to this day, you have people that deny it happened, or you have the people that do know that it happened and want to do everything they can from making sure it doesn't happen again. But this, the way some people are looking at this is a violation of their first amendment first two amendments are probably like the highest highest talking uh, most popular amendments to really um, try to get out of a situation there's a lot of a lot of your amendments if you look at them are a lot of things like you know you can say whatever you want but don't lie because if you lie that could get you in trouble but then one of your amendments is like well if i get on the stand i don't want to say anything to <laughs> incriminate myself so, to an extent, I can say whatever I want, but I don't want to say the quiet part out loud. Wink, wink, if you know what I mean. So, I could care less, because I'm not on TikTok, but I could just see this surge of people. Everybody wants to be heard. That's, that, that is true. But I think that if you can't... I mean, <laughs> this is a great example. I always thought of this. If you can't stand on the street corner and yell out your opinion, and if you offend at least one person, you could offend one person because you say the wrong thing. You could just offend the wrong person just because of how loud you speak. And that could speak volumes among your other platforms. You know, what Twitter started out to be. Started out as, you know, what I'm doing at this current moment. Instagram, I'm taking pictures at this current moment. You know, TikTok is like this fun little trend thing. Let's just make little trends. Now get mom and dad doing it. Now we get grandma doing it. Grandma's TikToking. You know, all this weird stuff. And every time you see a celebrity, you go, oh, gosh, Anthony Hopkins is on TikTok. Or, you know, you see some kind of 
crazy stuff, but people look at many things different ways. That's just, you know, people want to be entertained, but the seriousness of it, people are scared. People feel unsafe. And banning TikTok is allowing people to be safe or feel safe for a little bit. You don't know how long, but just for a little bit. Like I said, I'm on this thing called Clapper. I'm just trying to get out there. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I do like some parts of it, but I haven't played with. I haven't played around with it enough to know if I fully like it. If I start making money on it, yes, I am, because it 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 does allow me to do things more than TikTok ever did. I was part of the creator community, and if I got my ranks up, yes, I could, you know, try to make money. But when I got into it, it was a little more feasible to try to make money. But then you'd see people make videos of them saying how much money they actually get from all of that, and it was it was like crap. They weren't they were getting next to nothing. And I saw this one popular girl who only is popular on TikTok, and she had an account with millions of followers, and then she at one time lost it, lost it all. She got it back, but whatever she was getting, she was just getting like very little. She still needed it. Because people need these platforms to get to someplace else. That's the only way that I would utilize these things. Especially if you want to make a brand for yourself. Use someone else's brand to expand your brand. Everybody does it. You know, how else are you following Taco Bell on Instagram? Why are you following Taco Bell on Instagram? Are you following them on Twitter also? No, I don't like how Taco Bell tweets. But I like the pictures. You know, Wendy's gets in the news, used to get in the news for how they tweet back at people. You know, people like different platforms for different reasons. But Clapper was designed to be the alternative to TikTok because it actually wasn't supposed to be what you think it was. It wasn't because people didn't want to, uh, didn't want to be part of a communist China uh, government-run app. It was because your former president supporters weren't being heard. They felt like their voice was being censored. So they had to look elsewhere. Hence, former president came up with his own thing. Pillow guy tried to come up with his own thing. And a lot of these things are like, they're not really failing. They're still out there. But they're kind of like slow building. Very slow building. But that's what Clapper was, and everybody knew it. You can even connect your TikTok on Clapper. So it's like you can link to all these platforms. So the company within itself knows that it wants to be its own thing, but at the same time, that's with everything. That's with everything. That's what's so odd to me, is to say, okay, yes, I am on Clapper. Make sure everybody's following me who's on TikTok. Follow me. That's what's, that's what's flooding the feed now when I'm trying to come up with my own ideas trying to get out there. I've accumulated uh, I forget how many followers, like 70 or 80 some followers I have now. I just don't know if they're real. I honestly don't know if they're real. I'm not going to know if they're real unless somebody that's uh, that, I, that follows me on Clapper hears this right now and says yes I'm real. How can you how dare you say that I'm not real and they unfollow me because I've called them out. You could have that. <laughs> you know, everything, that's why I like this podcast format, because not only am I getting my ideas out there in a way that I can't get it on any other place, 
I could put this out there and it goes to Spotify, it goes to Apple, it goes to Google, it goes to now iHeartRadio. And at the same time, I'm like, you know, I should complain that I'm being tracked. I'm putting my information out there, the information that I want to get out there. So the big qualm is watching the information that you put out there. Of course, but that's with anything. So if you really don't know how to vote and you look at TikTok to help you vote, that's what they're saying. That's what they think that is. And I don't think I could say more than that because I think, I think this conversation just has gone in circles enough. But it, it, it just breaks it down. It makes you think, you know, watch the stuff you put out there. I have relatives in my family. They've been putting out a lot of stuff on Facebook. Okay? And then they got into TikTok. They were kind of doing better at TikTok than me. And I'm the one that wanted to create videos. But the content that they're putting out there is a little different than what I would put out there. But that's, you know, that, that community you know, on any given day chooses to go all in on somebody's belief. You know, if you're into seeing a dad dancing or a grandma rapping or whatever it is, you need some kind of form of distraction from reality. And what they're saying is, we're going to take that distraction away. Here's what's going on. And it's kind of like this, you know, you could listen to and you can watch that interview, or not interview, but the testimony by the CEO of TikTok. And you could either the whole time say, I don't believe a word he's saying. I don't believe a word he's saying. And you can look at the other guy on the other side and go, I don't like the questions he's, he's asking. He's asking and tripping this guy up, making him say the wrong thing. And he might trip him up to the point where the guy actually might say the wrong thing and not mean it. But over here in the United States, we'll think he means it. That's the way the world works with anything. We don't trust ourselves. Of course we don't trust other governments. We don't trust our own. That's the United States motto. I better stop it up there with that. I just... It, it's an ongoing thing that nobody seems to know how to control. And, uh, yeah. You know, you either think TikTok's fun or you don't, you know? If you don't know what TikTok is, this whole podcast was a waste. I mean, that's how, that's how much, that's how valuable this ban of TikTok can be. When I grew up, they said, don't believe everything you see on TV. TV will rot your brain. And, they, and they're really railing against the violence in movies because violence in movies was influential to children. Not the fact that the amendment themselves actually gives you the right to have a gun and have you, you can easily obtain the gun, you know, to act out the movies. But let's blame Hollywood first. I mean, that's, a, that's, that's another show. So it, it sets it up for many different kinds of scenarios and I just, I feel like I had to bring this up because it goes into what I've always wanted to talk about, different platforms, testing the waters. I was very disappointed with an app called Rizzle. Nobody talks about Rizzle and Rizzle fizzled. You know, now it, it's a company from India, I guess, because there's just two companies. There's Rizzle and Rizzle India. And I actually replied to one of their things like, what are you guys doing? And they replied back to me. And they were explaining exactly what they were doing. And I'm like, I didn't want to get into a conversation with them. But they went from an app that was going to be kind of like TikTok. But you can actually, they're one of the first ones to do this. Where you could actually earn money 
if you made enough videos a month, you can make money. And I was like, well, that's cool. You know, you get to kind of earn that. It's kind of like an incentive. If you make at least 30 video videos a month, you can be, become part of a support system. Your followers can send you 2 or $3 or whatever you could accumulate. And now that's all gone. Everybody that's been doing that before the pandemic, I, I, I knew about that app. And I was like, I'm very hesitant. Like, I want to see what's going on. You know, I want to build my base. And I had like 40-some followers from other countries. And I didn't even have anything on there yet. And of course I wasn't making money. Then the pandemic hit, and I really didn't know what to do, or really what kind of videos to make. And they were kind of competing with all these other apps out there. And now they're not a platform. They've switched now to being just a video editing app. And I wish it was something cool enough for me to keep. But it just it, what it now is is this thing based off AI where you can make – it's for bloggers. You, go, you can write an article, and this AI will make a video based off your article. And that's why I got into the conversation with the app. I'm like – like I, I replied to the app, and app from uh, Result India got back with me and said, you know, whatever – and I was like, I don't, I didn't want to get into it. Though. I don't want to say, this is not, like, you seriously are, are, it's only for bloggers who want to make videos about their articles? It couldn't be far, it couldn't be further from what they were going to do. They act like somewhere down the line, they might allow people to make some money in some kind of marketplace type thing, but I don't know. I'm kind of glad that I, I'm dis at the same time being disappointed, I also am kind of glad that I didn't participate because I would have been really disappointed. That app would have been on the, my list of failures, just like Vigo Video, putting all that work into what little that they did. And that's kind of what f TikTok is facing now with the people. You know, whatever, sometimes that stuff has kind of made enough money for people, depending on what their success stories are. TikTok is some kind of form of income for some people, but it just got too sporadic. You know, they put a lot of money into the fund. Now not everybody's getting a whole lot of it. Yeah, of course there's complaints. But now the main complaint is kind of like, it reminds me of the pandemic of always going to a movie theater before, and th these companies keep raising the prices on things, and movie theaters were failing. You know, going to the movies was failing. And it wasn't until the pandemic hit when people were told not to go to movie theaters anymore that people wanted to, that people missed that experience. So now this ban on TikTok kind of sounds like that, that they only want it because they, they think they feel like they're going to lose it. But depending on the person, like I said, the show could be a waste. You know, the only thing you're going to get out of it is a conversation about how the government sees how the government is trying to understand how you understand how they see things. And that is different. You know, people don't want their rights violated. Of course they don't. But that's that. I got to quickly, I know this is a long one, I got to quickly kind of correct some things. In the last one I was talking about Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I got the producer's name wrong. I got his name right in one of my other shows, but his name is Peter Saffron, I guess. And I guess I, in another show, said his name was Peter Sassfron, but it, there is no second S. 
whatever. He's the other guy with James Gunn who's ruining DC Comics. That's all. That's that's mainly the one thing you need to know about that. But another quick thing was that I had said that Black Adam didn't want to appear at the end of the new Shazam. No. The Rock was actually blocking Cyclone and Hawkman from appearing in the Shazam movie. Not really fully understanding how the the flow of the franchise would work. You know, all these Marvel movies connect. Even when they connect, you know, there's some kind of things along the line that don't always, aren't consistent. But DC was trying to be a thing. And Black Adam, you know, sh- should have connected to Shazam. And Shazam should connect to Black Adam because you want to further that world. But now you got new creative minds coming in saying, no, that's going to be a waste of time. Yeah, that's a problem. So now all these things I, I see is that Zachary Levi, he says both movies, both Shazam movies, have been thwarted from outside sources. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, if you want these worlds to connect, like all of a sudden... You know, everybody knows that Wonder Woman is at the end of the latest Shazam. And then come to find out that the director wasn't even there. He couldn't be there. They filmed that with Gal Gadot in England. And the director, David F. Sandberg, couldn't be there. He was directing her remotely. Because there was speculation of, is Wonder Woman a deep fake <laughs> in the movie? And it kind of made you think, well, I always, before deep fake, it always was, I just always thought that was shot on a different day. But now they have this new kind of technology of, yeah, they can make it look like she was there with them. And it is it kind of ruins the whole experience of what the movie's supposed to be. But I would still push people to go see it for whatever it is, just to fully... Now you got to go see it to fully understand how much they ruined it. How much DC ruined Shazam... And it sounds like Black Adam was only ruined because of Dwayne The Rock Johnson and that Dwayne The Rock Johnson ruined, helped ruin Shazam. So he's he goes down in flames with that one too. Um, but yeah, so stupid. It, it is very dumb. You know, Nobody's banned The Rock from movies. Nobody's even had discussion of that. He keeps making these things. But yeah, he, he should have fully understood the world better. He should he should have fully understood that in order to connect the comic book world, all these movies, the DC universe, he could have had a he could have had a good thing going, where James Gunn would say, "I like what you did, I really like this. This is really cool. We got to keep this thing going on. It only makes sense to have Shazam and Black Adam, Black Adam and Shazam, or Black Adam characters in Shazam." I mean, the, the comic book characters have crossed over. Um, I mean, I just recently saw that the next Deadpool is going to feature more Disney Plus characters because it's going to have these ties to Owen Wilson, uh, who plays Mobius on Loki, which Loki's now gotten delayed. That's not coming out until later this year. A lot of Marvel things have gotten delayed. Um they're just expanding. They they're 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 learning how to expand the universe a little more. And DC, yeah, they got Wonder Woman. Sam got to have Wonder Woman, and that could either be a highlight to some people, but you know, even to our family, it was kind of like really random uh, because it's. I mean, I didn't even think about that of all the 
all the characters that could have crossed over. I heard that there were characters cut out of that, and I heard there were characters cut out of The Flash. But yeah, it was still kind of random to really see her. Uh, credit to her for showing up, but it would have made more sense to have a character from Black Adam. So Black Adam didn't sound like it was a failure. Even though it was. It could have really come out, and then all of a sudden you would have had Black Adam, Shazam, first Shazam, then Black Adam, Shazam, Fear the Gods, and let's focus on how Black Adam's going to come back, and eventually what Dwayne the Rock Johnson wanted was to have some kind of confrontation with Superman. That was the main thing. He wanted to have the confrontation with Superman. A little kind of like leaving out Shazam. But if you understand these characters, you, you got to go from A to B, but you also got to have, you got how to know how to uh, commercialize some things. And he didn't want to look at that commercialization. He kind of looked at his way of, no, I'm Black Adam. I want to make this a Black Adam movie. And then he kind of was like using Henry Cavill as Superman to kind of get his own way. And that didn't really turn out so well for him. So that's that. So yeah, once we uh, dive into that whole world and get lost and you know, you have all these superhero movies and you have your avatars that want to go on forever and you know, maybe it makes sense to have a cocaine bear here and there just to have escapism from escapism. But even though Cocaine Bear is kind of like based on a true story, but I don't know. If only Shazam was based on a true story, people would read into it more. But I just I just think it didn't get its, its fair due. It, it really didn't. Especially after learning that Zachary Levi was struggling with mental things anyways. Uh, I did not know that. That he kind of had a breakdown and he kind of had a stop and kind of set things aside for a little bit and reassess his life, it kind of re you know re look at things, and he's grateful for different things that's happened along his way. And then you have something that people go on the internet and blasts Shazam, Fear of the Gods, for no reason. And I think one comment that I did I didn't get to mention in the last show was that um, Rachel Ziegler, who plays one of the sisters in the movie, spoiler alert, but is it really a spoiler if you haven't seen the movie and you don't really plan to? Um, she plays one of the sisters, and she just doesn't... Nobody sees why people are complaining about it, this movie. And she just says that people, those trolls just get on there. It had to be senselessly mean. And she's 20, She's like 20 or 21, and this is like early in her career, that she has to suffer all this stuff right from the get-go, and it's not fair. It's not fair. There, you know, you, you go into any superhero movie, and yeah, it's... You, you, We've talked about before what you have to say yes to, what you believe, and yeah, you're gonna probably think it's weird that when he says Shazam, he turns into a kid. How much other stuff of any comic book movie have you ever said yes to that you did accept? But question is still Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That's what it's all dependent on. Marvel is really having a tough time right now. And the fact that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is their next big thing and that has the James Gunn connection, I don't know. Leave it up to you to decide. I just had to correct some things and talk about TikTok. I know this kind of just ran over, but I'm going to talk about more and more stuff now. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening if you have. Thanks for listening thus far. Uh, don't forget to subscribe if you already haven't to Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, 
Breaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you, and uh, hopefully you'll hear from me soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.